Hey everyone, welcome back to the Not Just Gym Girls podcast. I'm Marissa. And I am Vanessa. And today we're super excited to bring you this episode. Today we're going to be talking about pre and post workout nutrition. This is a really common question we get a lot of times from clients and something that I think a lot of people tend to overcomplicate it. So we're here to basically break everything down and give you the reasons why pre and post workout nutrition is so important. Yes, absolutely. So speaking on why and pre post workout nutrition is going to be of such high importance. So When you are going into the gym, you're really trying to optimize your performance, right? Because the better your performance is, the more muscle you'll be able to put on, the better your physique will look, X, Y, and Z. It's kind of like this trickle-down effect. So when you're able to fuel yourself appropriately within these guidelines that we're going to kind of outline here, it'll be super helpful to not only improve your physique, but improve your performance and among other things. So let's go ahead and dive into it. We want to start with the macro breakdown. So as we know, we have three different macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats. And when looking at your pre-workout meal, you really do want to prioritize protein and carbohydrates and definitely a little bit of dietary fat. I think some people are like no fat at all. And I don't think that's necessarily the most helpful, which I'll touch on in a second, but your bias is really going to be carbohydrates in my opinion and a little bit of protein. So if you start having a little bit too much protein, it definitely can affect your digestion quite a bit, but you're going to want to bias a lot of carbohydrates to help fuel your performance because your body is going to use those carbohydrates for performance and to perform in the gym. For sure. And I think something I want to talk on here is the reason why we want to do a little bit of a lower to moderate fat before we head into the workout. So basically, if you're having a meal that's compromise mainly of carbohydrates that's going to be a quick hit to for your blood sugar and it's going to kind of spike that blood sugar and we do want to have a little bit of a blood sugar spike before going into a workout but we don't want to have that drastic so that's why we have a little bit of fats in there to be able to slow that digestion because when you have a quick hit to your blood sugar you're going to have a really quick drop after the fact and we want to avoid that especially when we're going into a workout so For sure. And I think in the same token, having, you know, too much dietary fat is also going to slow that digestion down a little bit too much that you're not going to have those carbohydrates ready and like available to put to use in your training session. So I definitely want to touch on that happy like middle ground of minimal fats versus, you know, too much fat. I would say like 10 to 15 percent. Um, of your daily intake. Of course, everyone's daily intake is going to be a little bit different, but I would say like 10 to 15% um, is a really good place to be where you'll have a little bit of dietary fat to quote unquote carry you through your workout, but you're not you know, slowing your digestion so much that you can't perform to the best of your ability. And I think a really common thing that we always get asked is like, how long before I go to the gym should I have a pre-workout meal? Yeah, for sure. And this is something that I kind of wanted to talk about. And of course, like we say a lot of times here on this podcast, it's going to be very case dependent, right? For instance, this is an analogy I used the other day with a client, but like, is your apartment gym downstairs and just a flight of stairs away? Or do you have more so what we have here? And it's like a 25 to 30 minute drive to the gym, right? So obviously that's going to depend. I think a good rule of thumb is anywhere between 45 to 90 minutes, but also you have to think about what are you having, right? Are you having lunch? Like sometimes I use my lunch as my pre-workout meal. I'm not going to eat lunch and then go to the gym immediately after, right? That would just be a big no-no. My body needs time to digest that food versus if maybe I'm having just like a pre-workout snack, I eat that and then I can actually head in my car to the gym. By the time I start my workout, that's probably an hour or so. Um, So it's really going to depend, but I think anywhere between that 45 
45 to 90 minute is going to be a really good time frame. Again, don't overcomplicate it. You don't want to eat a big meal and go directly to the gym. Of course, they're going to have that food still sitting in you and that's not comfortable at all. You want to give your body time to digest. However, you don't want to eat lunch two hours, three hours before and then head to the gym and be like, oh, I should eat a little something more. I know that's happened to us a few times here and there just due to poor planning, but it's like you want to make sure that you're getting to the gym and you're feeling fueled, right? You should never go into a workout hungry. And one thing we should touch on, you should never, ever work out fasted, especially for my females. Please, please do not do it. It is just not worth it. One, it goes against the purposes of what you're probably trying to accomplish in the gym, which is build muscle. And number two, it's just really, really bad for your hormones. So that's kind of something that I definitely wanted to touch on. If you absolutely cannot eat something, if you go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning and you're like, I cannot stomach, you know, a bagel or an English muffin, whatever it is, at least drink some Gatorade or some juice during your workout. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely want to touch on the training facet too, for sure. I did that for many years. So I definitely feel like um, I have strong opinions on that. I really do think that if you have any physique goal or any aesthetic goal, training facet is definitely going to go, I would say directly go against what you're trying to achieve, to be honest. And you made a really good point. I know I have some clients at least that are like, I'm training at 445 in the morning. Like I can't, you know, stomach a bagel or stomach an English muffin or whatever it is. And I definitely understand that. So putting like EAAs or something something along those lines or BCAAs in like some juice or something like that. So you have that little bit of protein. And if you do have to work out that early, making sure you break your quote unquote fast, if you will, if you're drinking liquid with a really high protein, like dense meal is really important there. But yeah, we're not huge, like training fasted girlies by any stretch of the imagination. Like we definitely don't really advocate for that. So I do want to go back to kind of talking about the pre-workout meal. You made a lot of good points I want to touch on with like how long before. I think it's so person dependent for sure because if you're somebody that has like a faster metabolism, like if you're going 90 minutes, like 120 minutes, two hours, whatever, without eating, like you might experience like, oh, I'm getting a little bit hungry before you even leave for the gym. Like I know if I wait two hours after a meal to work out, I probably won't have that energy readily available anymore. So myself, like it's more like 45 to 60 minutes. And I find that's really helpful. Um, I have clients that do need a longer time to digest their food. And I have clients that can eat a snack 20 minutes before and it's totally fine. And I can definitely see each, you know, each, um, Point of view. Point of view. Yeah, if you will. And with that too, like really depending on what you're eating as well. I think if you're having like this really dense meal, like you had mentioned, like lunch, maybe you're having chicken, rice and veggies and things like that. And you can feel it like digesting in your stomach. You want to give it some time to become ready to be energy, right? Like you can't go 10 minutes and then go into the gym. It's not going to be like readily available. You're, you're still digesting and you don't want to go into the gym either with your food still digesting. Like you do want to give it a minute. So it's definitely person dependent. I think Honestly, what I recommend is like experimenting and seeing kind of how you feel your best. I know for both of us, we've definitely experimented quite a bit with how we feel best. And with that too, like looking at the food sources that you're having pre-workout, we definitely want to talk about like what kind of protein and carbs and such that we recommend. So specifically carbohydrates, you do want to make sure that you're having simple carbohydrates and simple being easy to digest, low fiber. These are carbohydrates. Some people may think of like quote unquote, like bad foods, which is always like so funny when I tell my clients like, Hey, make sure you're having some really easy to digest carbohydrates. Maybe it's, you know, rice, maybe it's, you know, rice cakes, maybe it's cream of rice. Some people have bagels, English muffins, 
things like that. So I have a client that has candy. So it just depends on the person, but you do want to make sure the carbohydrates are low fiber. Fiber is going to slow your digestion down as well and sit pretty heavy in your stomach. So if you're having like 10, 15 grams of fiber before you go to the gym, you're probably not going to feel too great. Um, try to keep it pretty low fiber is going to be helpful. Um, I always do recommend my clients get like some sort of fruit as well. That's really helpful. The fructose to, you know, aid in performance. So that's always great. Um, and then also speaking on protein, you don't want to get too much protein in your pre-workout meal. Like I mentioned earlier, you don't want to have like 50 grams. It's going to sit very heavy, especially if you're a smaller female. So protein, I would say like you know, a healthy serving of protein, like maybe that's 25, 30 grams, depending on what your goal is. Um, and this is going to depend on the person too, because everyone's digestive system can handle things differently. So with protein, just eating protein that digests well with you. If you know that whey protein doesn't digest well, wouldn't necessarily recommend it pre-workout. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think we should talk about some of like our favorite meals. So for instance, like if I'm having a meal like in the morning before I'm going to train, I usually do rice cakes and I'll usually add in like some nut butter. So like some peanut butter, some almond butter, banana, honey, and then I'll do some side of like protein. Usually I'll do a Greek yogurt. And then if I'm having like a lunch, I like to do like a pineapple with rice, chicken, and a little bit of coconut oil drizzled on top. So like Vanessa said, very easily digestible carb sources, like very like still like encompassing all the nutrients that you need, but in the proper amounts. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're still definitely well-balanced meals. It's definitely just like the ratios that you're more so looking for because you can obviously eat these meals at any time. It's more so just the ratios that you're looking for to kind of align with your goals. And pre and post workout are pretty similar. I did want to also touch on that. But with my favorite meals, I typically do like a bagel and some egg whites typically for a pre-workout meal. Um, and I'll also do like cream of rice, Greek yogurt, berries. That's a big one for me as well. I typically train in the morning, so mine are more so breakfast focused. Um, but if I am training in the afternoon, definitely like so basic, but like chicken, rice, pineapple, coconut oil, like you mentioned, is a great one. Um, other things like rice cakes, like you had mentioned. And if I need like a smaller snack, but I'm not necessarily having a full meal, I'll do like Rice Krispie treats and have some like electrolytes on the side or like a protein shake or something like that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I definitely wanted to go next into post-workout. And I think something that we get a lot of times a question like that anabolic window, how important is it really? So we have like certain opinions on this. So for one, like it is important, but to a certain degree, right? Like the analogy that I like to use, like you don't have to step out of the gym and immediately drink a protein shake, right? It's not like there's that huge anabolic window of like, if I don't eat a protein shake within and only a protein shake within the last 20 minutes or the following 20 minutes after my workout, then I'm going to lose the gains, right? That is not true. However, if you're going two, three, four hours after the gym without eating, that is also not good by any means. Yeah, 100%, especially with the protein shake, kind of like, not like story, but like analogy that you use, you also do want to have carbs after your workout to help with like really recovery and like replenishing what you got kind of just broke down in the gym. A lot of times, like I know it was like 2017, 18 where protein shakes and like get it like having that anabolic window was like a huge, like mm-hmm. it was a huge deal. Everyone was like, Oh my God, you have to have protein like directly after your workout X, Y, and Z. And like, yes, it's helpful, but there, it's not like the second you leave your workout, your body's like, I need protein. Like you had mentioned. So I definitely wouldn't recommend like going hours and hours about it, but 
if you can like prioritize it within that hour or two after your workout, super, super helpful. And carbohydrates as well. Very similar guidelines for a pre-workout meal, making sure it digests well with you. And I do want to talk about digestion just in general for a second in terms of eating foods that digest well around your workout so you don't feel bloated or, you know, groggy or have diarrhea or constipation during your workout. That would be, you know, terrible if you eat too close to session. Um, that can sometimes happen where people experience digestive issues within that regard. And then also something too with the post-workout nutrition is make sure you're letting yourself like calm down after your training before you eat. So let's say you are in an apartment gym and you can have the ability to go upstairs, but you're a little like revved up from your session still. Give yourself some time, like take a shower, like change your clothes, do whatever you usually do post-workout before eating. You don't want to be eating in that like super parasympathetic state because or sympathetic state where you're, you know, not necessarily you're still in that fight or flight right from your training. You want to make sure you're kind of more like in that rest and digest state. So you actually absorb what you're taking. And I would say for most people, that's, you know, 20, 30 minutes an hour after their training. So uh, just something I want to touch on for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of times it's something that's not talked about enough and people would probably be very surprised to hear that. But like, you know, obviously your cortisol is raised in the gym. You're in that fight or flight state when you are training. So especially like when you are going after the gym and eating something you don't want to make sure like you mentioned you are eating in that state because it's going to wreak havoc on your digestion especially if you do so consistently and the last point that i wanted to make here for sure before we wrap up i do want to talk about caffeine and pre-workout powders as well as just like overall hydration so going into your session hydrated of is of course going to be important but i think a common misconception is too like hydration is more than just water it's also sodium and electrolytes so please like put salt on your pre-workout meal if you don't salt your pre-workout meal then I would definitely highly recommend doing so, getting salt into your diet, especially if you are, you know, sweating and weight training and active. You do want to make sure you're replenishing those electrolytes, especially if you live in a hot environment. We absolutely love the LMNT packets that are electrolytes. We both use them really frequently, especially in the summertime here in Connecticut when it's hotter. So just making sure you are, you know, putting salt on your meals as well as staying hydrated, getting the appropriate amount of liquid and water before you go into your training. It's only going to help you. Yeah, for sure. And then as far as like a pre-workout supplement, I know this is a question that we get oftentimes of like, is it necessary, right? Is it going to make or break your training? And that short answer is no, it's not going to. This is totally a personal preference thing. Some people love pre-workout like we do. Some people hate it because they hate the jittery feeling that they get, whatever it is. Um, so this is not necessary by any means. The only thing that I would say is just be mindful of total caffeine consumption throughout the day right? Versus like, if you're having one to two cups of coffee, like say you work a nine to five, you're having one cup in the morning, one cup at work in the afternoon, and then you're having a scoop of pre-workout, that is a lot of caffeine throughout the day. And this is something that's definitely not talked about enough, but like overall caffeine consumption, I would say a good rule of thumb is like staying what, under 300 milligrams a day. Yeah. Um, I think that is just definitely okay. That's like, for the most part, a coffee and a scoop pre-workout, depending on what coffee you get, unless it's Starbucks. And, and what pre-workout you get, and, too. And yeah. what pre-workout, because yeah. it depends. Some some pre-workouts literally have, like, 350 milligrams caffeine. I remember I was taking one in college, and I did not realize it was so high until my coach pointed it out. Um, but, yeah, just being mindful. And I always tell people, too, like the poison is in the dosage, right? Like, you know, being able to have one cup of coffee and if it's Keurig, it's usually around like 50 to 70 versus like having a Starbucks that's like 200 to 250, even though we love our Starbucks. Mm -hmm. um, but being able to just be mindful of that, right? If you're having 
one cup of coffee throughout the day, maybe only having half a scoop pre-workout later in the day and so on. But it's not that make or break, of course, gives you that extra energy right before heading into a gym session. Also too, especially if you're training at night, being mindful because caffeine has a half-life of six hours. So if you are training at five, six o'clock and then you're trying to get to bed by like nine, 10 o'clock, that caffeine is technically still in your system. So all these things to be really, really mindful of. We hope this helps you guys a ton. These are again, things that we've learned throughout the years, especially like that caffeine half-life and all of these things. So um, if you guys ever have any suggestions on any topics you would like us to do, definitely fill out that feedback form that we have. Um, This was one that was actually suggested to us and we're so glad it was because this is something that is often a common, common question. And yeah, it's really helpful to just be able to talk about it because I think when someone asks a question, there's so much that divulges into it. It's not just like a two minute voice message, right? So uh, this was awesome. Do you have anything else you want to add? Nope, that is pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all the support as always. Feel free to tag us on Instagram if this was helpful for you. And thank you so much. We will see you guys next week. Bye.